My throat's on Shiba Week, but I'm here. And today's Daf Chata Marayot starts with the end of yesterday's discussion. When do we say Kavra takes over Halacha? And when do we say that no matter what, we don't change the halacha without even if there's good cause even if it requires it will cause embarrassment we do not change from the halacha the Gemara concludes that in general in chachma the in eitzah l'neged Hashem there's no uh, there's no changing what it says in the Torah for, even for very good reasons. However, there are times where we see in the Torah itself that it reveals to us, like the Drasha of Shavasaveda, that Kabbalah will allow you to sit out from participating in a mitzvah, and especially Shabbat Pasa, where Chachamma not instructing you to violate a law, rather to not fulfill enough day. They have some uh, flexibility. It says the Gemara Chafam and Alice, four lines down. Amalei of Papa Rabbi. My Shna Rishonim. Why are the original, the earlier generations different than us? This Rakhish Lahunisa. They had miracles all the time. My Shna Anand, the way Miss Rakhish Lahunisa. And why is it that we don't merit the miracles in the same way? So, you know, it's, uh, a lot of times we ask for things, or we, we look at the world and we say the grass is greener on the, on the other side, right? But and a lot of times it's our perception. Here, the Gemara says the fact that they had them open miracles were performed for them because we know that the people had uh, different challenges, different misguidance, but in that way there were generations where there were people who really experienced open nisim to a higher level. Says the is it because they were bigger and they learned more than us they used to only learn the Seder Nazikin in the time of Rabbi Yehuda. Baba Kama, Baba Basra, Baba Matziah. They only learned the laws of damages. But we today have, uh, Papa said, we have yeshivas who learn everything. We learn Kachim. We learn Tyrus. We learn Mayad, we learn all parts, everything. So we learn more in that sense. Now it's interesting that the Gemara thought that would, you know, that he thought that would be a raya, that uh, we learn more subjects. Just because you learn more subjects doesn't mean that you learn more time or more effort. But Al Kapanim, that was uh, that was his raya question. 
when Rabbi Yehuda reached Masechus Oktim, Ha'isha Shekaydev says, Yerek the Kadera, a woman who boils a pickle, a vegetable, who uh, is, uh, soaks it in a, in a pot, or olives, which were pickled, and the stems came off, to Hiram, Amar, all he said was, this is the Machlaikas, Rav and Shmuel, without being able to elaborate or explain. But when we learn that Sugya, that Machlaikas, come us Nitnam Boks and place in the Sifta, we have 13 Siftas, 13 different explanations that we have on it, on that case. So, it's interesting of all the examples that he found one case where it seems like in his time, in the time, they gave more pshatim. If you look in Rashi on the right-hand margin a little further down, the place in the sifta, the yud gimopanim yesh beinenu mishno b'aitis roshishi sejre sedarim m'sachtis otzim gami the yud gimopanim kikon mishnas rebi so we really had that we learned, that we understood, and we had 13 pshatim, and they couldn't give any pshatim. They just said it to Machlekes, So why is it that our learning would be a cause for... For why, how could you say that our learning is on a level which doesn't merit miracles like they did in the generation of Rabbi Yehuda when in fact our learning seems to be at least on par if not uh, in some way higher and where do we see that Rabbi Yehuda merited generations miracles when Rabbi Yehuda would remove one shoe Mitra, it would start to rain. All he had to do was uh, threaten to take off his shoes, almost, and miracles would start happening for him. But now, if we need rain and there's a drought, we cry, we scream, we daven. And we still don't merit such an open miracle. Amalei Kamoi, so Abai had to answer Papa. Amalei Kamoi, Ava Kamasi, Nafshayu, Akadishis Hashem. Anan, Moimasin, and Nafshin, Akadishis Hashem. In earlier generations, they were much bigger in being Moisa Nefesh to be Makada Shem Shemaya. So the sanctity of Hashem's name could be that you're learning more. You're learning more, Tyra, that could be. But at the end of the day, there's a certain amount of Matthias Nefesh that they had for Kiddush Hashem that we don't have. And of course, like our Gemara likes to prove with a story. Kihad, the Rav Adabai Like the story with Rav Adabai Ava. Chad Yerai the Havas Lavisha, Kabalta, the Sukkah. 
he saw a woman who he understood to be a Jewish lady who wasn't, who intentionally didn't keep the mitzvah of shotness, mm-hmm. the forbidden mixture of woolen linen. And he was able to see in her clothing that uh, she had this. Saba de Batisal, he thought she was Jewish. Come, Kaimine, he ripped it off of her. So uh, that's a, that's a, that means that somebody has to be willing to put themselves out there like that to take such a strong action. They have to be extremely zealous and extremely mocked on people keeping terimitsis. And that was considered a huge amount of Monsieur Snapfish for Kiddush Hashem. So the Gemara, the Pramara, the Kudasi, it turns out she wasn't even Jewish. And the courts assessed him with a fine of 400 Zos. Amalei, he said to her, Mashimucha, what's your name? Amalei Matun. She asked him, my name is Matun. Amalei, Matun, Matun, Abameazuz, Shavia. So he says, in Matun, Matun is the equivalent of 400, of 400. Says Rashi, three lines before they get really wide. Matun, Matun, Lashin, Neisab, Dalad, Neis, Base, Bam, Base, Neis, Koimai, Hashem, Gurim, Lee. So it seems like the name, he said, your name, is 400. Uh, if I would have waited, I guess I would have waited and seen, confirmed that you're not Jewish, then I would have saved myself 400. It's a very interesting story for the Gemara to bring as a raya of Matthias Nefesh for Kiddush Hashem. But we see that he, he was able, he was, in the end, he merited to be, to, to pay 400 zoos, a lot of money, to, uh, for his efforts at making sure that nobody desecrated the laws of shotness uh, openly. Rav Gido had a rugel, Speaking about interesting stories, the Gemara goes on with another story. If Gido had a ruggle, he used to sit that the the And he'd sit by the entrance to the mikvah where women would go to be Taivo. And he would pass in mikvah shavas, he would teach them the laws, how you're meant to how you're meant to to Taivo. Loika, Mr. Sahara, are you not afraid of the evil inclination? A person puts himself, uh, a person puts himself in a place where women are getting undressed and going to conduct private affairs. There's a person that uh, you're opening yourself up to the HR to to do something inappropriate. Amalahu, so what was with Gidel's answer? Amalahu, Damian Bapoiki Kaake Hiyuri. I don't actually see or think about these women. Rather, to me, they appear 
like white ducks, uh, uh, rushes over the Mulvaney, like white ducks. Not uh, sure. I'm sure there's many a god top shot. At, what does that mean? Uh, that he, they appear to him like a Vuzim Mulvaney. But basically, to me, he's just, I'm just here to answer Tahira, Tomah Tahira Shilas, to create Lavan, which is white, purity. And I'm so focused on that that I'm not worried about the Sahara pushing me astray. So as a Gemara, that's not the only story. Rabbi Yechanan as well would sit by the place, with the entrance to where women would go to be table. The Yama Kisalkum Benesisro, Why would I do that? Because I want that when the the women, the Jewish women, who went to immerse themselves after they come out and they're on their way home. Mustakumbi, they should look at me, gaze on me. Then I have Luzara de Shafiri Kabasi. And they'll have beautiful children like me. It's very interesting. So Rashi explains the second wide line down in Rashi. Rabbi Yechanan, Adam Yafa Taya Haya. Rabbi Yechanan was very good looking. Tamin Masechas Apailan, Shufra de Bavahu, Mehen Shufraya. Even the Bavaro's beauty came from him. So Rabbi Yechonon was a very good-looking, beautiful person. And he believed that if they look at him, it'll influence the, the, how their children will look. Amil Hirabonon, like a mystery, are you not afraid of Ayin Hara? Amil and I come from the I'm a descendant of Yosef. And Shavit Yosef does not have to worry about Ayin Hara. The Ksiv Ben Porat Yosef, Ben Porat Alei Ayin. The prophet, the bracha of Yosef was that. I will be alay ayin, protected from the ayin I'll take your alay ayin, alay ayin. It goes on top of me, it doesn't hit me. So, he said, being that I'm from Shevet Yosef, I know that I don't have to worry about the Sahara and the Satan trying to place upon me uh, some type of ayin uh, hara for my beauty. At the end of the day, if everybody's looking at you and saying, oh, I wish I had children as beautiful as Rebbe usually we would say that you're calling attention to yourself. That would be, uh, that would be, you know, that would bring a nine hour on you. And here the Gemara doesn't seem, Rebbe doesn't seem worried. He's not protected. Which is interesting because he's not saying that you're right, that people won't give me a nine hour. People will maybe be jealous People will talk about my beauty and it will become something which is worthy of an Einar. I just, that, that he's not denying. But I personally don't have to worry about that because I'm from Shevet Yosef. 
Rabbi different source to teach you that the ayin, which people will give, doesn't actually affect the will arrive the caravans. The Pasuk says, you shall multiply and become many in the land. Ma dagim. The yitku is like the word dog. The source is fish. Ma dagim sebiyam. Just like how did the fish stay alive? Because ma'im achasim alayim. The water covers them. Keeps them protected. The ain ayin hara should let us behem. And the evil eye cannot affect them. Right? Uh, there's refraction. Anything, anybody, any ayin hara, so to speak, on the fish cannot uh, get it. It's distorted. So to the descendants of Yosef, who are, uh, are protected like the fish are. The Gemara says, Finally, he answers their question with the answer they've been waiting to hear, that if I keep, uh, somebody who doesn't look at what's not his, to fulfill them, is not worried about Ayin Har. Now she says, Somebody who's not trying to steal another person's uh, wife will uh, doesn't have to worry about Ayin Har. So the concept that if you're from Shevet Yosef, you don't have to worry about Ayin Har is enough to protect me from having all the women in my town say, "What an amazing, what a beautiful looking person Rabbi Yechonon is," and therefore he wasn't worried. But the Gemara is not saying that Ayin Hara is not general for everybody else. It seems like the Gemara is saying that, uh, yeah, a person has to be careful that people shouldn't talk about their beauty. People shouldn't talk about what they have because it will give them an Ayin Hara. Even if it's beyond your control, it still will have a negative effect on you. The um, One of the things a lot of people are not to eat is fish on Shabbat. And one of the reasons is because fish, fish reminds you that, that you want to be protected by an ara like the fish. Says the Mishnah on the bottom of Chafam Aralf. Nashim ba'avadim uktanim peturim mikriyashma. So we have a whole new subject. Yochus kriyashma. Women servants, ketanim, minors, a potter from Kriyashima. Says Rashi, Nashim ba'avadim ketanim p'turim Kriyashima. Rashi gives it away. It doesn't even make us wait for the Gemara. Why is that so? She mitzvah says, as my grammar. Rashi says, it's a time-dependent mitzvah. We came along the Kedushin, and we already... Paskin the Masakus Kedushin, the Nashim Petur Medar Aisa, who would throw a Nami Mitzvah Zeshi as my grandma, to Sabah Lail of Shabbos, loves my Tzvillininu. How are Tzvillin and 
tefillin considered a mitzvah zeshes magrama, you can put them on the whole day, not like Shema. But since you don't put them on on Shabbos or at night, therefore it's not considered, uh, and therefore it is considered a mitzvah to say says magrama. Says the Mishnah. So again, Nashim Avonu Ktanim Pturim Kriyashma, Chafam and Dave on the top, says the Mishnah. Uminat Tfilin, Bechayavin Betfiro, Mezuzu Bech Samazin. However, they're obviously obligated in things which are not time dependent, which are, the Mishnah gives three examples Dabani, Mezuzah, and Benching. Says the Gemara, Krishna, Pshita, Mitzvah Sasechah's man, Grama, who, Chomis Sasechah's man, Grama, Nashim Peturais. Why do we have, need a Mishnah to tell me that women are exempt from reciting Shema in the morning and Shema in the evening? If it's a time dependent Mitzvah, we already know that women are exempt. And the Gemara, Mao, the Tema, Hoyle, the Isbe, Malchus Shemayim, Kamash Malak. So this that uh Krishna is not just fulfilling the mitzvah of Ubashah Bakhabakumacha, right? We fulfilling the command of saying it every morning and every evening. But it's also when a person says Shema, they're accepting upon themselves the yoke of heaven. It's a very fundamental commandment to being a Jew. So maybe you would think, even though it's the mitzvah association of my grandma, we have exceptions to every rule. This is going to be an exception that Shema is necessary because they're, they're also obligated to, to accept Malchus Shemayim. Kamash Malan, no. Women are actually exempt. Says the Gemara. Minat Tefillin. Women are butter from putting on uh, Tefillin and a katan. Potter from putting on Tefillin. Chita. Of course they're Potter from putting on Tefillin. So Rashi actually explained the reason why a Katan is Potter from putting on Tefillin is because a Katan is not, it has nothing to do with Vincent's association with my grandma, just to be clear on that. It's because a Katan is not considered that he'll keep himself clean while wearing Tefillin. But why, why does the mission even need to tell me that it's a, it's a, if a woman, it's a misinstitution, my grandma, cotton, it's, it's, uh, it's not fitting. So what's the chedish here? Says the Gemara, now, the time I have the iskish, the mezuzah, Tamash Malad. Since we find the hackish between Tzvillin, and Mizazah, Sabtab. So therefore, I would have thought maybe that, uh, that, that's something which they are. Ukshatim, Ukshatim, just like Ukshatim, Amzaz Pesacha, a woman who is obligated to have Mizazah up in her house. So I would think she's also obligated in, in Ukshatim, in tying and putting on stones. Tamash Mulan, the time of the Mishnah, that we have no such package. The Chayavin B'Tzila. Women are actually, in fact, obligated to daven. Says the Gemara. 
So the Bach changes over here. The Bach says, um, okay, they don't have the full gear. So, because it's, uh, it's, 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 asking Hashem, it's a bakasha. Ayo, uksibay, erva vaika, the tsarayan, commits the vicious man, gramagami. So what then do I need the Mishnah to tell me? Then it's, why would I think this mitzvah, of all the mitzvahs in the Torah, a woman is exempt? Why wouldn't I think it's obvious that she has to daven every day? Well, because it's, uh, it says, everybody can it's all right. That you, you, you say, you daven three times a day. So it's like, a, in that sense, Sphila very much is viewed by us as a mitzvah to say, she has mangrama, as a time-dependent mitzvah, just like, uh, Shema. Shema Shema, no. That's not the same thing. By Shema, it says, uh, 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 when you go to sleep, when you awaken, the mitzvah specifically those times. Dominating, it's throughout the day, even though it mentions evening, morning, and and the afternoon, but it's not incumbent to the times of dominating are not incumbent on a woman, but the concept of dominating is, is still a requirement. Uber Mizbusa said the Gemara, the Mishnah told us, that a woman is chayv in mezuzah. That 
Uh, only men need a long life. Women also need to live long. So from Rashi, it seems to me that it's telling me in a case where it doesn't matter necessarily who, uh, even if uh, it's not her house, even if it's her husband's house, but it seems like since they both have a chiyah, maybe she also has a, if her husband doesn't want to put up a mezuzah, she still has the mitzvah. Because it's, it's, it's not going to place where I would think it's the man's mitzvah where Rashi says we're learning that it's actually the woman also has the obligation. Says the Gemara. Uh, to bench after a person eats they have to say a bracha why would I it's obvious why would I think differently where do you get this from where did the Tana come up of that the Tana think that that's even a Kiddush since the plus success Because it's a mitzvah, it's my grandma. 
in different examples where we see the Chachamim, if it was by Tumataira, if the Chachamim needed, they could, uh, if it's only Drabanan, they have some wiggle room to be lenient in certain situations. And then how Ravina, I rather ask Ravina, and we know already from the previous figure there's tremendous differences. Rashi explains what are the stardom over here. Nashim Gabiksa Mazin Da Raisa. Rashi a little further up left that margin says it's still the Khalti Sabata. I would think it's the Raisa, that it's a Torah obligation, because it's actually the obligation to recite Birksa Mazan after you eat to thank Hashem for it is worth out of a pasuk you shall eat, you you ate and you're satisfied probably mitzvah say she'en as one grama so regular mitzvah to say in the Torah is to bench so then what's my thought what's my thinking that it could be drabana the ktsiv ala aretz ha-tayva ha-shanos ha-amach paratha nidna l'nekevus v'tchalik since the general distribution of Eretz Yisrael was given out to the male, based on the male members of the household at the time when Eretz Yisrael was split up. Therefore, I would say, the same way the Pasek continues that you've been satisfied from the land, the good land of Eretz Yisrael that I gave you. If it wasn't given out Two women, it was, uh, the division went along the lines of men, and women should be exempt from thanking Hashem for the food from it as well. And of course, everybody's thinking, but we already know, the famous daughters of Tzalafchad who were almost got shortchanged, it's so, it seems like in the circuit, and because of them, as Goblin's Chusayi Zakai, it's mentioned in the Torah that their case was unique, that they also, even though they were not the male head of the household, they got a portion of Israel directly to them. So Rashi, it's still not directly to them, but rather it was, they got their father's portion. So therefore, Al-Kapada, we have a, it seems like we have a, a good source, if you were to tell me that it was only a rabbinical obligation, Defense, I would say that makes sense. I can learn that out of the, uh, I can learn that out of the fact that the Chalp of the Sabbath, the Pasuk, which teaches us that there's a, the rights obligation to bench, is really referring to the people who inherited the land of Eretz Yisrael, of which it was distributed according to the bench. Says the Gemara. The mind asking me now. So at the end of the day, Rabbi is asking Ravina, "What's the difference?" So the Gemara In order to know if a woman could be mighty uh, others with their obligation, he hammered the rice, asked the rice, and I the rice. If a woman is obligated, you know, the rice to bench, so then she has the same level of obligation as any man. She could be mighty others or otherwise. But if it's only 
to make our mechi, how many ragalach do you need? So he was clearing between three, two or three. But he didn't think two, but three definitely would obligate you in our mechi. So you have to have a minimum amount of, she, uh, of food that you ate in order to be obligated to thank Hashem. Says the Gemara. Rather, they should go through the 
Shema in their heads and have Kabbana and just for the Shema. Even in their minds, in their hearts, for the blessing, says the Mishnah, It doesn't mean 
just to sit there with the tzibur and pick something else to study. It has to be what the what, what everybody else is learning. You have to be part of the tzibur, even if you're exempt, even if you're not able to fulfill the mitzvah that they are. It's not. The Gemara says we have another Mishnah that's coming up, the Sefer of this Mishnah. The end of it, which tells you, somebody remembered that they were actually Tame, they were actually Balkari, and they were in the middle of dominating. They shouldn't start, but if they started, they should shorten what they say. So, Shani Tvila, the last by Malchus Shemayim. Tvila, it seems like. As long as you're not saying, Baruch Atah Hashem, or Kainu Melech HaOlam, the words Melech HaOlam, in Shemona Esrei, that allows you to finish it, to finish the Shemona Esrei with the Tzibah. But, to stop learn something else, we don't tell you to do. And to say Shema, you also can't do. Your only option left is to participate like a member of the congregation, like a member of the Tzibah. And to, and to, uh, but not to say things which about Kerry shouldn't uh, say Malchus. The uh, uh, Very interesting because by Shema we actually have another Allah, not relevant to about Kerry. And uh, if I remember correctly, if your person's at a place where they can't interrupt in davening, they can't be mafsic, but they're in shul and the whole shul starts to say the first puzzle of Shema, they should at least cover their eyes, even if they're not saying the words of Shema, they're just continuing dominating what they're saying in order to show that they're not denying, they're not breaking away from everybody else when it comes time to Kabbalah's Almachos Shemayim. That is the conclusion of Dafchaf Amidez. Tomorrow I'll be back in Hollywood bright and early 6.10 a.m. in Mir Hashem. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Shakaya, right. thank you, thank you, Akshakaya.